welcome back to That's a Chunky. We're talking about our uh, rankings for season two. I'm at my number 11. Uh, I think I'm getting into the territory where like maybe some people have this number one. I don't I don't know. Um, but this sketch is really hard for me to rank. Uh, I think it's brilliantly done. But it also maybe the saddest sketch in okay. Okay. sketch comedy history. It is um, the diner sketch with Bob Odenkirk. Um, he shines like he's amazing in the sketch. Um, and there are some, obviously, I mean, James, I think is going to say that the triples is best might be like the most <clears throat> memeable thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. It could be. Um, in this sketch, it's really funny. The premise is great. You know, the very simple premise of like, I told a white lie to aid you as a parent. So now you must follow along with like several lies that help me rationalize with the sadness of my life. Um, it's somehow funny, but it's also like, I just can't get over like the wardrobe. He's wearing like a class ring. Um, <laughs> if you look I don't closely, think I ever noticed that. I didn't notice yeah. that either, but that's hilarious. I think he has a signet ring too. I think that's what it's called. It's like a flat circle. If you look at the collar on his shirt, it looks worn. So shout out to whoever oh. did the um the wardrobe for this uh his jacket is like a kind of like leathery pleathery jacket and it looks like it's been worn for some years and he's got those tinted glasses um yeah and just like some class i I think odin kirk was doing a lot of improv in the sketch but it's got some of the classic i think you should leave wordplay to model round the world like his wife is a model round the world what does that mean (laughs) yeah right Um, but she's beautiful but she's dying um <laughs> is but classic she it, but she can make it or yeah she could get better yeah it also <laughs> took me a while to realize that the cars he's fetishizing are not great cars yeah <laughs> 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 particularly the nova which was I like a horrible chevy, car yeah i actually thought chevy nova um was like a, a legit like old-timey car and then i saw a picture of a chevy nova like recently and i was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah and just like you know i mean it starts with like big exciting lies that they're old friends he owns every kind of classic car he's rich he has doubles he has triples then it goes down to i have a wife tell him (laughs) And then lastly, I don't live in a hotel. <laughs> um, and by the way, if you were if you tell any eleven year old in the world that you live in a hotel, they're like, "Oh shit, that's amazing!" And yeah, then it's only when you're an adult that you're like, "It's not amazing." Um, Jared, where do you have it ranked? I had it tenth. So okay, right. yeah, like I yeah, it's right in the same Q zone as the, as my ranking. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think it's great. I mean, Bob Odenkirk, I mean, his health scare was after this aired, right? Um, yes. Yeah. That was terrible. Um, and I no spoilers on Better Call Saul because I have not watched any of the last season yet. I, I haven't either, and I want to. Yeah. I think I have them all DVR'd, but um, that's a side issue. Um, 
No, it's like I, I I love the premise. I you haven't talked about Tim in it yet. Like I love he like exasperated Tim is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where he's just yeah. like, okay, like he just kind of got caught in this, and then he's just like, but then he has to go along with it at the end. And he's like, yeah, he, you know, she might he get does it. And like, yeah, I know. It's just like, yeah, we we we're the same age, and yes, you know, like he just kind of has to design <laughs> yeah. himself. To he's like along. listing them all off. Yeah, like, I know, like, yeah. Um, he doesn't live in a hotel. You know, it's just um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I think Tim is great in it too, and too. like I feel like they feed off each other, and I love Odin Kirk. I think he's. I mean, even going back to like Mr. Show, like I love that shit. Um, yeah. And it's just, I, I'm so happy that like he came back and did this, like, you know, kind of like a sketch thing, which was his call to fame for so long. And then he became like a serious actor and a great one in uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And then he came back and did this. Um, I love that that happened. And I love that he did it with Tim. Um, and I love like, and she was the one who wanted to marry me, you know, like. <laughs> so, I had a poster on my wall. I I also, I think I mentioned this in the episode we first talked about the sketch. I think Bob Odenkirk's wife is Tim's agent. Oh, no way. I think there's something like that. Um, yeah, so I need to double check. I'm pretty sure someone on Tim's management team has the last name Odenkirk. Um, you're saying we can use our connections to Bob Odenkirk to get to Tim yes okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so James I know this is like meme gold mine um, yeah I mean this this was the source of my first like truly viral uh, tweet which was uh, take making a long gif of or gif however you pr- prefer to pronounce it of 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 this but changing the words to be talking about um uh triples of the of the vaccine like oh, yeah, when, yeah, totally. when the boosters yeah. were first coming out and uh and yeah the, so that 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 i was just using triples for for getting a booster was kind of like a you know they had a long shelf life um for using this um but you know anytime there's any mention of a classic car or you know there was <laughs> i think there was a thing when um i don't know if you guys saw this story but machine gun kelly and megan fox there was like a story where he used to have her poster on his <laughs> yeah, right. like bedroom wall or whatever and so then that, that yeah, there's, uh, you know, I, I also just one thing that I really like is that one of the first things that um, that Bob Odenkirk's character says is like, oh, yeah, your dad and I go way back. We're the same age, actually. And Tim's, <laughs> Tim's face like kind of does like a little skeptical double take, like look over at him. Um, I think it's, yeah, their interplay and Tim's facial expression and interaction is great. And I also like that it's in the sort of in the same category as like the uh, mud pie and the um, car focus group where uh, the character who's like being a little weird ends up converting everyone to being on his side. And so it's kind of like how Bob converts Tim's character to, you know, go along with his his 
uh, larger and larger little white lie. Um, and the so kid is great in it too. The kid just sits it, does not really give a shit. Like, is not invested in the lie <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. He just kind of like, like politely nodding. And the, these two just like cannot let it go. Like, and yeah, there great. is a little moment where the kid has like a little bit of like puzzled face and kind of looks to the, to the side, yeah, right. but otherwise just kind of like letting it, letting it wash over. Yeah, the triples um, is best. I'm convinced um, some of my friends, like back when people were getting the booster, like, because I saw some posts, like, when people would, like, coming out of their third shot, they would do, like, a triples or best, triples is best type thing. They must yeah. have seen your, like, your meme somewhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, anytime triples, it, like, I think of this immediately. Um, like in baseball, like a triple, like, I, I don't know. It's just uh, yeah. like, it, really when there's three of anything like this, like <laughs> soundtrack plays in my head, which is yeah. shots of so Tito's. <laughs> yeah, three, triple triple. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, it's like uh, this, I, I really think this sketch also kind of like encapsulates the struggle. I think you should leave has with reaching everybody instead of just its core fan base is like you watch a sketch like this and it's like you know i think i had i have a friend who kind of like gets angry about stuff and like hates stuff and it'll be like you know i watched snl and i didn't laugh once and it's like yeah that's not the only indication of whether something's funny and like yeah. for me like i want to laugh too like that's the yeah. type of humor I want to see, but like, you know, I can watch this sketch and not really laugh at all, but like, I can't call it unfunny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so there's like a weird, it's almost like, I don't think people have to do this, but like, I think a lot of the people who are big fans of, I think you should leave, whether they're conscious of it or not, they're kind of like re-examining what's funny to them. And yeah, I don't know. It's, I agree. It's kind of fascinating. I'd like I'd like to read something by someone smarter than myself, like about <laughs> like what's happening there, you know. Um, that's, that's kind of what Calico was for me. Like, I, I it yeah. wasn't a lot of laughter, but I was just like really appreciating that it was happening. Uh, and I think back about it and laugh, but like it's just, uh, yeah, it's a very unique sketch. Um, I'm yeah, it's it's brilliant. I mean with the t the talent of those two it's it's so good yeah so yeah. we're at your number 11. all right so i'm going with professor yurabe at the graham lorelei lounge um real also, quick you know i, I had it number 10 so we're so we swapped yeah we switched we swapped our number 10 and 11. yeah we did um, which is kind of wild I, it's kind of wild. I, I think Professor Yurve, Bob McDuff Wilson, uh, who, who left us, um, is great in it. Like, the I'm joking, um, I think, like, anytime, like, I say something and it's, like, it comes across as, like, a little wrong. I'm, like, I'm joking. I'm, you know, like, I kind of <laughs> do that a lot. Um, and then, like, the ending of it, like, I'm probably skipping over a lot of great content. The ending of it is so <laughs> fucking funny. Like, it hits you yeah. like a two by four. Um, <laughs> I did not see that coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And they're all like, "Oh God!" <laughs> you know, and it's like um, I'm worried that if they find out. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm I, I'm not like um, I I sort of have like an issue with. I feel like there's a real American thing about like 
a lot of times someone who's like not a great person passes away and, and everybody sort of like canonizes them. And I just want to clarify, I am not saying this about Bob McDuff Wilson's performance because he sadly passed away this year, but he's really magnetic and amazing in this sketch. And we were very lucky to interview him in, in which he was like also incredibly funny. Um, and I I just like can't believe he doesn't have more IMDb credits. Right. Yeah. I think he, there was like really like a missed opportunity there um, because this sketch is really, I feel like, you know, you could also talk, you can often talk about like Tim Heidecker or Bob Odenkirk, but like this sketch is really reliant on his comedy. And it's not yeah. that the lines are amazing. Like it's his delivery of sure. like, yeah. I'm joking, give me that. Um, and then like just the way he eats the burger oh, is so <laughs> funny. Um, eat the whole thing. And then he yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it the sketch would have been funny with like a relatively decent performance by what was going on in the jokes and the dialogue. But he really adds something that I, I'm gonna bet Tim like that was a sketch that like Tim thought was gonna be an eight. And then after he was like, holy shit, like what just happened? Like that was a 10. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just like a real transcendent performance. Yeah. Transcendent <laughs> performance. <laughs> by, whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. By Bob. Is, yeah. um, uh, I love when he goes to get his phone too about like, say you're going to kill the president. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> yeah. It was the perfect like old man trying to get his phone up to do like, uh, to catch something, it, it was. Like... <laughs> I like that he him. tells. He says yeah. to say it again. Also, when he yeah, say... trying to trick them into saying it. <laughs> so real quick, uh, while this is going on, he's like, "Look at that! Who got that, Dylan? That looked really good." Uh, and then it like goes on. He's like, "I should have got that, Dylan. Look over there." I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so then he I just randomly like the dialogues happen and he like grunts. He's like, mm, give me that. <laughs> right. And then he does. I'm joking. I'm joking again. And then it just shows him like reaching. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he grabs the burger and he imitates like eating and he goes yeah, I'm joking. And Tim's like Professor, do you want to take a bite of mine? And he's like, yeah, actually, I would like to try. And he's like, oh, come here. Dylan, I'm going to eat the whole thing. And he does like a thumbs up and he does the eye roll, which I can't even <laughs> like. Yes, yes. And then the last bite where he's like holding it there and then yeah, just like yeah. quickly puts it in his mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, that whole thing is like. There's... It's perfect delivery. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, especially because I think he said he ate several burgers during the film. He said it was they tasted like crap too. It oh, was like cold. It, was a ter- it was like a it was like a pineapple hamburger and it tasted <sighs> terrible. Um, yeah, and it was like room temperature. Yeah, no, you're right. I think like from a writing standpoint, it's it's just okay. It's like if it was like Robert De Niro saying "Give me that," I don't think that would have been as funny. You know, like <laughs> it, it's just kind of like. Yeah, his delivery, his execution, and the way he nailed the last line. I mean, like, he's just like, his this little boy goes down on her every night. And then they're like, oh! <laughs> um, it's just like, yeah, it's... 
it's it's magnificent um are we also it was like really high from the get-go for me i i don't know there was just something about it that like yeah it it stuck with me right away i feel like yeah i it's real quick. It's a testament to the NSA that none of us are finishing the line. Let me take a video <laughs> saying you're gonna. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good point. We don't want that that audio clip. Yeah, we don't need the I podcast even, taken down. I didn't even write it in my notebook. I wrote K the P because I'm just like, <laughs> who knows who could find this um this notebook yeah. my nephew gave me. By the way, that says random. Oh, oh that's nice. amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Great Christmas present. Anyway, James, you were about to say something wise. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, you know, I think this was one of the immediate hit sketches from from the release of season two. And so it's always been funny and it, you know, it has stayed funny. But I think really his inner Bob McDuff Wilson's interview that you guys did with him was really funny and really endearing. And also just a lot of the like his you know he talked about how he like did uh practiced with his wife and she gave him some like tips and like some of the delivery and like the you know phrasing and stuff was stuff he like specifically worked on and like thought about and delivered and you know that just is gave me like an extra added appreciation for how good the sketch is and how like excellent he was in it how much he carried it and how like you know, I think he was one of the star, uh, you know, breakout um, guest actors in it, in probably kind of the same way that Ruben Rabasa was. And yeah, um, so. you know, it's yeah. really, really unfortunate that he passed away because I feel like he could have had a, a, you know, career surge just off of the strength of that performance. I, I mean, it's 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 unfortunate that he passed away for reason many on that and yeah. you know um but yeah i don't i don't really know if he was that good i'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh by the way shout out to mountain valley business school uh they had a yeah i also love the i mean the premise just momentarily like these like business school grads and like we'd be slaving away at a hedge fund you know it's just like it's such a yeah. generic they kind there. of are anyway yeah, they, yeah. Pretty, it sounds like they have pretty boring generic jobs, but um... also just the um, the uh, you know go ahead and and spy on me. You're just going to see me yeah. drink too much wine and watch too much scandal. Too much scandal. Is like such a sort of like sort of it's like kind of funny <laughs> in a very basic way, but it's extra funny because it's making fun of the sort of like you know the yeah. wine mom kind of yeah, <laughs> idea trope. All right, I'm going to get into my number nine. This is a sketch when the season first came out. I, I watched a lot, and then I kind of took a long break, um, started rewatching it again lately. I think it's really funny. Um, my number nine. And Jared, you can throw out your rankings right after I reveal okay. it. Um, mine is Ghost Tour. So I have that at six. Okay. But, um, and I watched it last night and it's still it's still it still pops but yeah go ahead explain yeah um so the the premise of the sketch is obviously amazing i i I think this premise is more like it's a little bit less of a 
genius premise than a premise that's genius in setting Tim up for what he does, yeah. right? Like, it's just, you know, if you write a sketch that reluctantly gives Tim the permission to swear, um, great things are going to happen. Um, I I can't help but watching this sketch and again, it's like another face of Tim Robinson. I feel like his acting is really good in this sketch. Um, immediately, I didn't know how I felt about the acting of the of the tour guide, who I believe is this huge singer named Alex Iono. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Um, he, he has a song with 100, 167 million plays. Um, I was wondering why I didn't know who his music. He, he, I think he's really popular in Germany, actually, like oh. David Hasselhoff. Um, but in the end, I, my wife is a theater kid. Um, it's a very unique subculture, and she, I was like, "Tell me what you think of this acting performance." And she was like, "Oh no, yeah, he's, he's nailing this. Like, he is meaning to be a theater kid. He's meaning to be a little corny and campy. Um, I think he does an excellent job, and it's really hammered home." Um, like in my favorite part of the sketch when they've sort of had their like uh interaction away from everybody and they come out and Tim's crying and he's you know not trying to be funny, not trying to get a laugh. I don't want anyone to have the worst day at their job, but do any of these fuckers ever blast out of the wall and have like a huge cum shot? Um, Alex Iono's acting during that part, I think, is great, and it's like, yeah, he gets so disappointed yeah. with the fuckers, and he's, he's like, there's an eye roll in it that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I could have put this high higher. I could have put it like as high as number four on my list. Um, yeah. By the way, there's uh two instances of jizz, four of come or come shot, three of cock, eight of fuck or some version. One dick, one shit, one dingleberry, and one nuts, if you want to call it a curse word. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just great premise. Um, and also, and I think uh, this, I'm probably stepping on James meme ter- territory here, but like the whole, you know, this sketch is about like written rules and unwritten rules. So I actually do some work in my life about diversity, and it's like, one of the hardest things when encouraging diversity in a workplace is you can't expect someone to understand unwritten rules, but they all have, every workplace has them. And you always have the person who's like means well and annoys the fuck out of everybody because they don't understand them. But (laughs) it's really on the workplace to explain better what those are. And it's like, you know, you can't change the rules because you don't like how I'm doing it. Um, Big fat load to come then. Um, all right, I've been talking for a while. Please discuss. Yeah, I I love it. I mean, you've hit a lot of the things I love about it. I think Tim's acting in it is great. I think, I mean, if you want to, like, I like this sketch from, like, the initial trailer. Because I was, like, yeah. know, a little nervous that there was going to be a drop-off of season two. And then just, like, when he comes on, he's like, yeah, and then these little fuckers ever pop out of the wall. And you're like, it's just like, it's just like, yeah, it's going to be funny. Uh-huh. Like, just that line and that delivery is so funny. I also like that he's just, like, kind of this stunted, like, man-child that doesn't really know how to curse. Like, he's just saying oh, words yeah. together, and it's just, like, 
like a big old hairy <laughs> nut like his comes you know like he can't okay, put together an an actual phrase that uses yeah. the words like yes well said. the right way um and i love that too and then the mom picking him picking him up at the end is perfect for that um yeah. And it's like it's almost like his his way of like trying to relate to other people. It's like, oh, okay, I'm around adults now. I I'll get these people to like me by saying these words. But then he kind of gets fixated. I, I mean, he clearly doesn't care about people liking him at some point. He just wants to apply the rule. Yeah. Um, and like he he was told the rule, and like you can't change that for him. And I just <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I love that he got so stubborn on it. And then I love the line. He's like, it's so interesting to the ghosts. Oh, you know, that like, we're just like so like oblivious. <laughs> like, um, that line wrecks me. And he delivers yeah. it so well. He's like, it's so interesting to the ghosts. The and ghosts. then like the guy, then the guy rips into him. Um, I, I don't know. I, I do like the performance of the poor guy because he is campy. And he, yeah, like, me the too. jokes are so corny. And the, the, you know, other guests are like, ah, ha, ha, ha. You know, like he's doing exactly what he should do. Um, I don't know. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the way he says some of the curse words. It's just—is like, he just, Reggie? I, I, I mean, he could. I mean, he's in that vein for sure. I mean, he's like, yeah. If he's not Reggie, he's like he would be a good friend to Reggie if they ever met. They, uh, they, he would make a new friend. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, true. Yeah, Reggie would be a great fit for him. For sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of super fans speculate they're the same person and it it makes they sense. have the same I, kind of outfit even they've got this yeah of the like outfit plaid is shirt yeah. and like yeah yeah um yeah i i um i love how earnest his character is about it like from the <laughs> beginning he's like he's like he, you know he, he does the like looking and nodding when the guy's saying like yeah. you know please do try to keep the questions related to the tour and he's like oh yeah right right okay i can do that while still making it adult questions there's the other woman who asks a question about like what are the ghosts wearing uh, yeah. and she's yeah, asking it Jim has this exaggerated eye roll like oh come on lady this is the adult tour what, what are you doing <laughs> like it, it just sort of shows you that he thinks that you're supposed to only be asking adult questions on the adult tour and like and that that's why he keeps doing it and he, and then at the at the end when he gets scolded and then the You're tour done. guide asks if there's any questions and he he like the way he raises his hand <laughs> has this like deep <laughs> sigh like <sighs> okay you know i gotta ask my question he asked if there's questions it's the adult tour i have to ask it i'm really sad because i'm gonna get yelled at i know it's coming but i'm obeying the rules so i gotta ask it and then and then he that he's like you know somewhere our wires got crossed like <laughs> <laughs> you're saying we can swear i'm saying big fat low to come and you're getting mad <laughs> do you see where i'm like yeah it's, um it's great yeah it's great. I love how earnest, he just earnestly doesn't understand it. He's just trying to make friends at the adult ghost tour and obey the rules. It's like maybe he was almost disappointed in the other people on the tour, too, for not asking that question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It's like, just all right, nobody you, else is going to ask it. I will. Just asking you to use a little more judgment when you talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
imagine if someone ever said that to you? That's such a like, that's like a death sentence. You know what I mean? Like you can't come back from that. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, top 10 of this, this uh, season two is yeah. pretty crazy. The rest is just the murderers. I mean, we're in the murderers road territory. I feel, anyway, like, but... I feel like we have the same top 10 in some order. I think. With the eight, the eight being the different one, because we both had. Well, I don't know. Let's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe both, eight and Calico. twelve. Yeah. yeah right. Oh yeah, yeah. You had Calico eight. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So we had, we're mostly. Um. All right. So we're your we're at your number nine. It is Dan Flashes. Um. I so I'm not crazy uh, as far as scenes as far as scenes in season two the the standalone sketch of the guys like just goofily looking at the the patterns <laughs> I, that's one where I'm just like okay um it didn't I like that there I like it. you don't you like it. <laughs> that's fine I mean it's just, it's of, just... <laughs> of the moments on the show I don't need that one like like the others um, I'll just point out quickly that that is presented in contrast to like the other. Um, <laughs> locations of the shops at the creeks, yeah, which true. include that's like a, a cappuccino shop and a bakery. <laughs> uh, and then they just switch. I, uh, also, I had Dan Flash's number five. Whoa. Mm. Okay. All right. I mean, we're we're in the same territory. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, him and Doug the Skunk are like, are, like th- their chemistry is like what makes the sketch. I mean, I think Tim like does some funny things and some of the lines are really funny but them attacking each other and then like the boss trying to cool everyone down and like just like just being a multi-day work meeting and then like this is like the end of it and they're trying to get to the finish line and like these two lunatics just go off and like a shouting match about shirts um I, I do love the the concept of spending your per diem on complicated shirts um, and then not eating, <laughs> like not even spending your own money to eat. Like, no, you're spending all your money on the shirts. Um, it's just like, it's crazy. I, I mean, like the shirt looks ridiculous. Um, I have my Swayzean version of it that I wear occasionally and get some compliments on. Um <laughs> I, I when you want to like, look really rich you wear that complicated yeah exactly shirt. exactly um I, yeah I, it's just like doug you fucking skunk um oh man like i'll eat your mom's wig you'll eat her wig i'll be like, i'll eat her whole fucking head you know it's just like <laughs> um, still nuts still nuts um <laughs> yeah and then just the idea of it being like so complicated like in the price is impacted by the complication of the pattern um <laughs> I think you put this in a tweet once, uh, James. It was something like, I love that they use complicated instead of like complex or complexity. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's just yeah. a weird way. It's like a Tim <laughs> like language choice thing that like, I think makes it a lot better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Something about that is funnier. And I don't know, I haven't yeah. been able to identify what it is, but it's very funny. Yeah. I think he's so, kind of poking fun at like Supreme, right? Like, yeah. How people are like ready to kill each other over the clothes and it's like yeah, it's yeah. just clothes you know like yeah um also though we gotta i think we have to get the season two costume designer on because that shirt is perfect like yeah it is it's, it's so hilarious that it's like the screensaver um <laughs> yeah. i don't know it just cracks me up just as a visual gag i uh i like also 
the um the let's see so early on when i think before they've done anything he said anything funny like maybe the first time you see tim's character in the sketch is you know they're like going through the contract or whatever and he's like no red flags on our end we'll be out of here by lunchtime you know yeah, yeah it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the dialogue in this is really amazing i mean it goes like right from shut the fuck up doug you fucking skunk to like using the money we buy give him for food to buy those dumb shirts and then the boss goes mike you have to eat and he goes no way sir <laughs> not today definitely not today and then he's like one of my things i hate most is like when i go out with friends or family and there's like an amazing conversation going on and one person tries to talk to you directly um mm. so like he does that with like i think sheila in the sketch sheila, he's like yeah. man this one shirt that costs a thousand dollars then he tells her two thousand later um and uh you know the concept that he's into the shirts because they're modeled by people that look like him is really <laughs> interesting like you i don't in. want clothes that have yes, <laughs> like me as a model yeah you go and um yes you do i oh no kevin's took an oh, audio no. hit you took an audio hit uh oh oh no well, can you hear me? Uh, you're back. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, you're back. You're back. You're back. Okay, so I'll start over. Yeah, I'm having like issues, and I'm just like sitting in my living room with Wi-Fi. Uh, William Frederick Knight, who's Doug in this sketch, we were we were lucky to interview. Yeah. He, he's 88 years old. Oh wow! And acting is, I think it like you don't see a lot of people acting into their 80s, and he's. So funny in this sketch. Yeah. And just like the angry energy he brings (laughs) and like the level of dismissiveness (laughs) he has. Um, I just, I really love his performance in this. And and I think we'll probably like hint at something that's going to happen. We're going to have a crossover episode soon, but like kind of talking about like the diversity of the show and there isn't all types of diversity, but I, I think one of the genius things I think you should leave does is utilize older actors who are really funny and good. Biff with Bob McDuff Williams and, and that guy are great. I they, mean, like, they kill it. Yeah. 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 And I think there are people who probably, if I had to guess, there are people who decided to get into acting at an older age. Right. I think. Yeah. Because like the, the talent is like obvious with all three. I know I'm William Frederick Knight has like a million credits, so he's been acting his whole life, but the other two, and it's just like, yeah, I think they really nailed, nailed something there. That's a great point. I agree completely. Yeah. God, I'm I will. You just one, um, one thing I will, one complaint I have about this Dan mm. Flash sketch is that I think that there are some, so, there's a certain type of, mostly guy who their wardrobe is so plain oh. that, that they that any shirt with any remotely oh. crisscrossing pattern or like any shirt that has like a all over print where the whole shirt has like some kind of image even if it's not that complicated you know uh-huh. um 
I if there's any picture like that, then I end up getting sent it by multiple uh, people saying like Dan flashes, even when it's not complicated. It's just and, like a print. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I will say that there there's like there's a level of person whose wardrobe is so plain that they think anything with you know non-parallel or perpendicular lines um is is dan flashes and that's that's a bother to me yeah uh, in the yeah. meme world that's a, that's a big thing yeah so we are at my nine was ghost tour yours was dan flashes my eight is dangerous nights yours is calico cut yep yep pants <laughs> um I'm going to let you do your number seven. I'm worried my number seven is something you have higher. Oh, no. But it's okay. Uh, my number seven is Jamie Taco. Um, so it's tough at this point. I mean, yeah. I have Ghost Tour at six. I, I could easily put Jamie Taco higher than that. I did watch Jamie Taco last night. Um, <laughs> I love the act. I, I love the wife in it. I love the two actors. Yeah. I love the I, I love the premise of the poker game that's a sleepover for a guy's birthday. Because, <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's such a generic, like, it, set, it starts off as such a generic, like, guys, like, complaining about their wife buying a patio set and, like, not flushing the <laughs> toilet. And, like, like, clug a few cans. Yeah, clug a few. <laughs> I, and it's just, like, it's such a generic, like, dude's poker night. And then you would never think it goes in the direction of where he says something yeah. about his wife and then has a flashback to when <laughs> Jamie Taco was stealing his lines and um, she was supportive. Um, and then, like, yeah, the lines are crazy. And, like, we obviously had Nick Azarian. Is that Nick Azarian? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yes. Um, great. Who's great in it? Like, just I, the concept of like in theater, someone speaking so fast they can take your lines is hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, um, yeah. The the measure of like who's doing the best, being who can yeah. get the most lines in, no matter <laughs> it doesn't matter how they're delivered. It's just nope, whether you just can say get it faster. Them faster. And can I, can I, just is gonna let him keep. Yeah, good. I have to throw out too. He's. I don't even think he's talking faster. He's just not. Yeah, he's he's not talking. Stopping. Yeah. yeah, he just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like right. he's not putting spaces in between his words, like the bozo sketch. That's true. That's <laughs> um, uh, the, just the line. Don't you talk to me like that? I got about a fifteen hundred guys that'll pop you. Ah, my puzzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like a one run on sentence. <laughs> and for him to get these lines, it makes the acting way worse because no one can understand what he's yeah, saying. It's it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so funny. And and Nick Azarian just nails it um so much love, with that line. I, I love when that goes to the audience and the wife is like squirming in her chair because he keeps yeah. and then she's like and I just love if you look at the other guests near her, it's like this really shitty little play, and they're all just like sitting, like following it, like kind of normally. But well, we know my conspiracy theory <laughs> that, it's, that like it's, a, a, it's a child, like it's a, a high, school high school production. Play. Yeah, which yeah, because the guy who's the yeah, like, the kid is young. That guy is young. Like the yeah, prisoner on stage is yeah. like sixteen. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Frank Garish with a great line in it. It's just piss. It's just piss. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I did. By the way, a full disclosure: at night, if I go to the bathroom and I don't like flush in the middle of the night, I say to myself in my head, "It's just piss." And I love it. Um, you got the great inclusion of the song First Light by Dustin oh, Tumut. Yeah. Oh. Um, the moose cereal thing is amazing. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Got um, it. Hauser's delivery of I uh, audition for a play and I got the part. <laughs> um, your You're husband a is a headshot. <laughs> yeah. Um, he took like 15 of my lines. Um <laughs> Then they cut, at some point they cut to Nick Azarian and he's like, have you ever done anything before? Like, are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, have you ever done anything? What have you ever done? And then he does the whole like, because I'm quick. And he does the like villainous shoulder bump to Paul <laughs> Hauser. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll slap your head around you, jabroni. Now give me some puzzle. I'm hungry. And then it's the line I already said. And then Paul steps in. Grab the keys, get in that truck, Jabroni. I'll slap you, Jabroni. Um, which the yeah. the deep breath he does after that, like and like how proud he is, is so good. And then the wife thumbs up, and the oh zoom in God. on her and the audience is so good. Uh, it's like one of the the like two second clips. It's like the most most yeah. like uh, I don't know most. There's so much like relief and humor and like I don't know. It's great. Yeah. I and then like he he actually is like the bigger man and like congratulates Jamie Taco and he's like, I'm gonna get that line tomorrow. And then it's back to the party with like the sleeping bags. <laughs> right. um, yeah, that you forgot that that was at the beginning of the sketch in the first place. Exactly. And then he like decides to go home and the guy does, you know, Scott, stay. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, for me, it's like, the performances of the big three in this are perfect, the concept is hilarious, and then, to me, sometimes it's just something with a sketch where, like, you take the story, the actors, the lines, and just, it just has, like, a pacing that's perfect and feels, it's just really easy to watch. This sketch, for me, is probably the... I think it might be the easiest season two one for me to watch. Like if it just comes on, I've never paused it, stopped it, fast forwarded it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and Hauser is like a legit big time actor. I mean, he was Richard Jewell. He's in yeah. Cruella, which my um, kids are really into, which is a sneaky good movie, by the way. Like, okay. Um, and obviously have you, have you the Juggalo it? on, um, uh, on, I, on It's Always Sunny. Yep. Oh, I didn't. I never watched. It's always sunny. I know. I it's it's a it's a big blind spot. His episode's life, but... amazing. Um, what what's the movie called again? Cruella. It's the oh, backstory Cruella. of the, like Cruella de Vil for the, it, It's like it's not animated, but um, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent. He's in that. He's one of like he's kind of a henchman, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> How many of his lines get stolen? Uh, not I, it's hard to t- it's hard to say because they just become the other guy's lines. You know, yeah. you don't know if they were his. Um, the, the director did not stop him. Um, but yeah, no, it's a brilliant sketch. I mean, it's just Jamie Ta- and the name Jamie Taco. Can we just acknowledge that that's just a brilliant name? Like, yeah, it's really smart. You it top ten in like made up names. I I just love it. Um, yeah. all right, um, I think we gotta wrap but- up. We're, we're losing. Yeah, I'll just say bit. Paul Walter <laughs> Hauser is also in another a show uh, that just came out, and he did an interview promoing it, and he said that the show was a cosmic gumbo in the interview. Oh, and, amazing! Uh, 
Oh, that makes my heart swoon. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. That's a chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. In the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, at the Nighthawks diner featuring characters from i think you should leave uh you also know his vintage jazz posters of paul bufano marcus the worm hicks and mookie kramer um swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about um those three jazz posters have been turned into uh attractive t-shirts the marcus hicks in blue the mookie kramer in green paul bufano in white he has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown Clown Pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, he has Angels and Archways t-shirts, um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall, and an amazing portrait of... Uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, But the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or uh, short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably priced at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time. Uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine, again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Um, you can own these shirts yourself. Um, and we want to thank uh, Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. <laughs> 